Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle. Yeah, it is. We're glad you're here. I'm just going to start saying yeah, it is at the yeah, beginning of everything. Yeah, it is. Anything. First of all, uh, we need to apologize. I don't know if apologize is the right word. No, I think About this is my week. apology. You want to take this I one? I think this is my apology. Okay, go for it. Because it was definitely my fault. It totally was. Uh... We're sorry about the re-release. Look, if you can tell by my voice right now, A, it's not very loud. B, it's kind of raspy and very congested. I have been sick for the last week, and it has been miserable. You sound way better now than you would have last week, Which, even. ironically, I think I sound worse. But oh, I don't think so. Uh, I, I Googled my symptoms, and I, I probably had tuberculosis. Um, I love Googling things just to see... Tuberculosis and what? black lung. And tuberculosis, <laughs> black lung, you know, whatever you can think of. No, it's probably just bronchitis or something like that. But it's been miserable. He had a cold, guys. He had a cold. Yeah, but I sounded awful. I was literally laying in the floor of your office this time last week, shivering. It was no, 70 I was degrees like, in there. Go home. <laughs> it was brutal. So um, we, uh, we got pushed to the edge a little bit on that one. And then I got pretty sick and was not feeling up to anything or moving at all. Yeah. So. That's is kind of my fault, and I'm I deeply am very sorry. It's okay, we forgive you. Thank you. I okay. don't know why you're saying we. I mean, you played a hand in this as well. Not really. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, uh huh. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. We'll find a way by the end of the Somehow it had to be my fault. <laughs> so I will also apologize because my voice will be quiet, and I'm going to be deferring a little bit more than usual, uh, much to the happiness of Mel. Uh, <laughs> Are you to Bethany. Like, say something every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call her out every single time now. Just because it's fun. That is funny. Uh, she's great, even though we're sworn enemies. So. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a sworn enemy. I'm not even... You said that I roasted her that one time. That wasn't even a roast. Okay, that, that was so lightweight. It was. But have you... I remember... There's this, this is years ago. There's this guy's profile on... Because you know eHarmony does like the compatibility scores? No. You don't, Okay. So you know you take eHarmony's like compatibility test before you get on there. And then when you're looking at a profile, it'll be like, Oh, y'all's compatibility score is whatever. 12. Let's and go for it. So I remember a guy basically said, um, reach out if you think we might be compatible. He's like, or if the score's really low, still reach out. I've always wanted to meet my arch nemesis. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. It's nice to have uh, an arch nemesis. I'm the hero in every story. In so. every story. <laughs> I can't be the villain right now. Oh, my word. Okay. What's All right. your question uh, of the well, day? No, we can't do that. What? We have to do housekeeping. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes. I threw did. you off with my wonderful apology. You did. That was very thorough and well done. Okay. Housekeeping. Uh, if you don't follow us on social media, you should do it. We are on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast, and we will be hanging out. It's fun over there. You should come see us. Girls, if you are listening, uh, we also have a Facebook community for you. It is LFTM community on Facebook. If you request to join, I will get you in there and we have fun discussions about all sorts of things, dating and not dating related. So you should do that. Third thing, newsletter, lookingforthemiddle.com button up at the top. You can sign up for our newsletter that goes out and I think that rounds out the housekeeping. Let's see if okay. I cough heavily into the microphone the entire day. Because <laughs> okay. we're recording multiple episodes today, and I'm just oh, going to yeah. go ahead and apologize for two straight or three straight <laughs> for episodes. For next week's. <laughs> I am going to sound not great oh, these and might, quiet. Might be a little bit shorter then. <laughs> so I love you all, and I'm sorry I'm muscling through. Let's get this thing going. Uh, speaking of being sick, what type of sick person are you? Because clearly I am not a very good sick mm-hmm. person. Uh, are you the type that self-diagnoses and just self-medicates? Or are you someone, I'm going to go to the doctor and get what they say? Mm-mm. 
I know I have to be real, real sick and all of my uh, self-medicating, I mean, Mucinex and what if I've got a stuffy nose like that kind of stuff. If I, if none of that works and I'm just getting worse and worse, my mom eventually will make me go to the doctor. <laughs> but no, I am not uh, a go to the doctor for every little uh, sniffle kind of person. I am a leave me alone, let me, me, let me be miserable in peace kind of person. Okay, here's the follow-up to that. Yep. Are you a tough, sick person, or are you a big baby? It's funny. I'm kind of a big baby about it, but I don't want attention. I want you to leave me alone and let me be a big baby in peace. Like I'm probably not deathly ill, but I want to just lay there and be miserable. But I don't want anyone around. Okay. I like, mean, check on me and make sure I'm alive once a day. Are you moving? Yes. Yep. Good enough for me. Yeah, basically. Go and away. I probably just have a cold, but I'm going to sit there and act like I'm dying, probably. Well, I mean, clearly I had tuberculosis, so. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it, I am very much the same way, except I think I'm a bigger baby <laughs> that sometimes wants the attention. I can see that. I need, I need people to love me and care for me, <laughs> even though at the same time I want you to leave me alone. Like the last four nights, I felt bad because my roommate comes in a lot later than I do. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he has a social life and whatnot. Um, I've been sleeping on the couch right by the front door and he's oh, just having to really? sneak in. I can't sleep in my bed right now because on the couch I can sleep sitting up. I've been coughing so much that <laughs> I'll, I'll wake sleeping up on an choking to death. <laughs> so if I sleep on the couch, I, I get a little bit more sleep, which last night was the first time that I only woke up once. Hey. You're almost think, sleeping through the night. I think I got a full five or six hours of sleep, which is a big deal this week. Yeah. It had been only three and four. So Ugh. we're moving on up Good. in the world. Now that you know everything about us and our sicknesses and us being a big baby, <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? Okay. This is actually your idea. It is do my idea. you want to intro it? You know what it is. Uh, yes, actually, I do know what this one is for a change. This is impressive, people. I know what's going on today. I showed up almost on time, and I only talked for an hour when we were trying to get the podcast going. So I am improving and doing much better. Uh, this is an interesting one, and I'll give you the context of why this came up. So I, I've called this Letters to a Younger Me. Mm-hmm. I, I was scrolling through my old email account the other day, <clears throat> and I stumbled across this letter. Okay from 2016 that I wrote to myself. So you would have been like 20? Uh, Yes, I was 20 at the time. Okay. Uh, Why are you better at my age than I am? That's freaky. Um, (laughs) I stumbled across this letter that I had written to a younger me. Mm -hmm. And I was really curious. So I clicked on it and I kind of cried a little bit. Aww. Because it it was talking about high school was just rough for me. I was yeah. not a fan of high school. If I could okay. go back and do high school again, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's just awful. High school yeah. is stupid. Um, and then you find out, like Bethany has found out, that high school just continues to perpetuate in life. Uh-huh. And you have all the same drama. Anywho, I wrote this letter to a younger me who, in high school, lost two family members in the span of a year. Wow. Had had some sort of on-again, off-again relationship with a high school sweetheart that he thought he was going to marry and... That, that did not end the way that he wanted to. All of these high school pressures, so much yeah. self-esteem issues and self-confidence issues, while at the same time feeling called to the ministry. Yeah. So that's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And I wrote this letter, and basically the summary of the letter was, don't worry, it'll all be okay. Because mm. at that time, I'm sitting there going, is life just this miserable constantly? So I kind of wanted to look back for the two of us 
what would we say to a younger version of ourselves? Yeah. Like knowing what we know now, what would we yeah. say now? Uh, like specific to the dating context. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, I'm just clarifying. Uh, this is a show about, you know, Christian know. dating and trying to find the middle and things like that. No. So it should be about dating. So in dating, Bethany, <laughs> in dating, what would you say to a younger you? Okay. Now, let's establish what younger means. Okay. Because you're older than I am. I am. I'm 36. Uh, I'm saying you can establish whatever you want, mm-hmm. but let's start younger you. We'll start in high school and just kind of oh, work okay. our way up. Yeah. Now, at some point, you're going to surpass me. Stop. Uh, because I am... A few years younger than you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm a youngin, uh, some people would say. Yeah. So let's start. What would you say to a high school you? Oh, man, I didn't think about it this specifically. About okay. dating. I'm um, putting you on the spot. This no, is no, no, no. This is good. I think I would tell the high school version of me that everything you're experiencing right now when it comes to boys is much smaller on the grand scheme of things than you think it is. Interesting. What do you mean by that? I mean, whether or not the guy likes you, whether or not, you know, he said this or you said that, or he's talking to so-and-so or the dating and the breaking up and the up and the down and the whatever else, none of it, it seems, everything seems so big in high school, especially like the later you get into high school, because you, you can, you have that sense of freedom a little bit. You have a little bit of a, or at least I did, I won't speak for you. I I, I felt like, well. I, I've grown up now. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. And so you kind of start to think you might sort of be figuring things out. And everything just seems so big. Like, it, it's so big and so final. Like, it doesn't, you don't see past it a lot. Um, and so I just think I would say everything is, nothing is as monumental to the good or to the bad as you think it is. That's the funny thing about high school. You think everything is this life-altering decision. Yeah. And if you don't get it right, right you no. just screwed up your entire life your whole life well and there, there's a looming pressure of college which you kind of do feel like that of like oh my word i have to decide what i want to do for the rest of my life right. and go with it and i'm locked in and so yeah it does kind of seem that way that's but, what you think and then you're like me and you show up to college with a specific major and you change yeah. it within two weeks and your life is so much better <laughs> yeah. even though in high school you had decided what you wanted to do uh-huh. so clearly that all works, always out, great. works out just right yeah I, I think it's it high school me it's interesting i don't know exactly what I would say, because there's so many things that I would want to say. Yeah. Uh, one of them is stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like I had to have, like you were saying, everything figured out. Uh, but in the same breath, I felt like I had to make everything work. Mm-hmm. And I was a failure if I didn't. So when I, I'll use, even though we're talking about dating, I'll use school for an yeah. example. I felt like I had to be perfect in school. Part of that is I was coming up in my sister's shadow. My sister is smarter than I am. And I will always say that. Yeah. She was always the good student. There was only one teacher in high school that did not like her, and he didn't have a good reason for it. <laughs> she just got caught in the middle of something that she shouldn't have been caught in. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was yeah. passing a note that she didn't even write. <laughs> oh, didn't like her, though. She was the middleman. And there was only one teacher in high school that really loved me, and oh, it was that teacher. No. Yeah. Oh, that is funny. But everyone else, when I would come up through high school, would say, Oh, oh yeah. you're her brother. Like, and then three weeks in, you are nothing like your sister. I'm like, I, I, uh, nope, no, I am not. She's smarter than I am, well-behaved, and I'm an idiot. Uh, so sorry about your <laughs> hopes that you would have another wonderful teal. That's uh, funny. I have dashed them. But 
I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. to try and meet that standard and to be what everyone wanted me to be that I, even in relationships, would force that. Mm-hmm. So when you get in a relationship in high school, well, like you were saying, you're supposed to have it all figured out. and. Yeah. You think that you're making massive life decisions. So it's like, I got to find somebody so I can have the high school sweetheart story and and then get married one day and look back and go, oh, how great was my life? Mm -hmm. So I put so much pressure in a relationship, which I mean, I dated a girl out of in high school and then into a part of college for like three years. Yeah. So you're sitting there thinking, all right, this is going to work out. There were so many things that I look back and go, that was a red flag. That was a red Uh flag. That was a red flag. But I was willing to overlook them because of the pressure that I was putting on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you feel that same pressure? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny. Right before you said that about the oh, the high school sweetheart story, I was sitting here listening and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if it's the same for guys, but as for girls, you hear the, oh, you have the, oh, they married their high school sweetheart and they have a perfect little life and their little everything to where you're like, oh, well, I mean, I want that. So let me find a high school sweetheart and make that work. Now, I didn't really date in high school much. Well, really at all. But there was the the drama of the who likes who and the I like him and he yeah. likes me. Are we dating? No. Is it still there? Yes. And this pressure of, yeah, you kind of feel like you got to hurry up and figure everything out because you're an adult once you get out of high school and everything happens so fast. Uh-huh. So. But I see, I actually did the whole dating thing. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I, yeah, full, I did. Full bore. And, but we were on again, off again. So we would date for first time several months. Off for the summer. And then we were off. And then uh, more months added on and then we're off. And then like a year and a half. Yeah. And then it was done. And it was it was messy and complicated yeah. just like everything is in high school. Uh-huh. And it, was, it wasn't it was a waste of time though. No. Because I, I would also look back and say to my younger self, learn from your mistakes. Uh-huh. And I think that's one of the things I didn't do well in high school is I didn't learn from the mistakes until much later on. Yeah. I just went, oh, that didn't work out. Move next, on to the next yeah. one. And I projected the same crap on someone else. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you don't you don't really figure it out in high school. you got to learn from your mistakes. When yeah. you make a mistake, it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. Yeah. That's when it, it starts to get really messy. Mm-hmm. And I made it messy because I didn't learn from anything. Yeah. So when it didn't work out or I wasn't really looking into all of the things that I heard and saw that I didn't like... Mm-hmm. I didn't learn from it. I just continued to go the same way. Well, this person's fun and I like to hang out with them. Let's date. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, we tried that. So yeah. I think that, that that's part of the big thing that I would put in high school. Yeah. For me, though, I, I want to take a spiritual angle. And you okay. might say the same thing. Of I wish I would have, in high school, prioritized my spiritual walk over finding someone. I think for me, that was more my in my... Early mid twenties. Interesting. It wasn't high school as much. All for right, me. we'll arrive to yeah. The early yeah, 20s I'm just saying. Later. I relate to what you're saying. It was a little later in life for me. See, for me, I mean, I grew up a pastor's kid. Uh-huh. I was in the church constantly. I mean, I had some sort of leadership. I'm putting quotes up right now, people. <laughs> in our youth group, which my oh, youth pastor yeah. was great, that he would help me kind of get in spots where I could lead a little bit uh-huh. with his direction, which taught me a lot. But I didn't really take my spiritual life that seriously. To the point in which when I decided I wanted to go into ministry, I was 16, about to turn 17. I was so far behind all of my peers in terms of biblical knowledge mm. and understanding that anytime they talk about something, I just sit there and be quiet because I had no idea what they were talking about. 
So I, I wish in high school I would have mm-hmm. taken it more seriously. That I would have actually looked at my walk with the Lord and said, all right, this is primary. But like every good high schooler, I was so wrapped up in the drama and the culture of the time yeah. that I was more focused on having fun and having a relationship and being cool because I'm not single right? than I was. This is a high school relationship. Mm-hmm. You're not getting married in today's day and age walking straight out of high school. <laughs> I know there's the random one or two that are disagreeing with me and saying, well, we did. Great. You're, You're not, not the... the- the, yeah, the exception, not the rule. You you are sure. not the majority in this situation. Oh. The majority of people don't come out of high school and marry their high school sweetheart. No. It just doesn't happen. Uh-uh. And that's the thing, yeah, you, you kind of feel like you're striving after this thing that seems so normal, when in reality it's a very small number of people. Yes. You know? But it's presented a lot of times as this norm. And I think especially in some Christian circles, it's all, you know, you hear, how many times do you hear, you see the couples at church, they're like... Well, he was the only person I ever dated. And it was just so wonderful and so perfect and whatever. To where you kind of start dating someone in high school or right out of it or whatever. And you're like, okay, hopefully this is it. Because that's the way to do it. Or I feel bad because I look back and go, well, I dated several people. Am I just the failure here? Well, yeah, exactly. You're like, what am I doing wrong? Uh, Yeah. When the exception is held up as the rule as opposed to the other way around. But that's the crazy thing. So no one talks about, I Mm -hmm. walked out of high school and I dated someone and it didn't work out. Yeah. Don't talk about that. No. The only stories, like you're saying, that you hear are those that worked out perfectly, Uh high school sweethearts, and get married. Yeah. So you think it's everybody. So they're they're kind of the standard that everyone looks to. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else that dated someone in high school or coming out of high school and it didn't work out, you're like, I don't want to talk about it. I know. So if you're listening and you're in high school, it's okay. It will be okay. You don't have to find the person you're going to marry sophomore year. See, and that's the thing that I stumbled across in that letter that I wrote yeah. to a high school me was uh-huh. the general synopsis, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yep. Because, man, I, I struggled in high school. When things didn't work out and uh-huh. when I thought that I was supposed to find someone and I didn't, I mean, my mom thought I was on drugs at one point because <laughs> I'd come home from school yeah. and I'd go sit in a dark basement I'm for hours. Sure, yeah. She thought I was messed up. I'm like, no, I'm just depressed. We're doing great here. <laughs> Everything's uh, fine. I wish I could look back and just say, it'll be okay. Yeah. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. And the only, unfortunately, the only way to to really know that is to get through it and look back. Yep. You know, you just have to keep moving through it. Um, okay, so college... Or were you done with high school? I was done with okay. high school. The, so the synopsis on. for high school was, it'll be okay. Okay. Um, I think for me, if we move on to college and maybe even like early 20s, you know, just out of college, like early 20s, um, I think the thing I would tell myself then, because like I said, I didn't really date in high school, so I'm moving into like college and then early mid-20s to where I'm like, okay, this is something that I'm going to start, kind of start doing. And that was when I really was like honing in on my quote unquote list of like what I'm looking for, what do I want this guy to be, what all these things. It was really getting like fine tuned. And I think I would look back and tell that girl that no one's ever gonna live up to those expectations, no matter how realistic you think they are. Um and no matter how much you say, Oh no, no, I'm not I'm not actually like you know, holding on to this tightly or I'm not whatever. Just let it go. No one's going to live up to that. And what you think you want as as a 22-year-old is not at all what is good anyway. What so, kind of list did you have? I mean, it wasn't like 47 points, but it was things that were like, 
oh, well, I want him to be funny and I want him to like sports and I want like, it's stuff. Be a Christian. Yes. Check. That's at the top of the list. But then after that, it got down into things that are like a lot more preferential. Um, and also a combination of things that no one's ever going to perfectly match up to just because no one's ever going to, you're not like, you know, going on Amazon and picking the options that you want for this thing that you're buying. That's not how so, it works. <laughs> you know, you're talking about not holding to your list so strongly. What did that yeah. look like? I mean, let's get a little more personal here. Did that mean that you were shutting down a lot of potential guys or you would date a guy and then you would break up with him for some odd reason that made no sense? I think it looked like not even... Um, not even entertaining it? Yeah. Really? From the standpoint of like, oh, there's people at church or there's people in circles and you're getting to know them and you're like, oh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. So you don't even give it a shot. I think I shot myself in the foot a little bit from did that you, standpoint. Did you date much or at all in high school or in college? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. This is funny because you're going to find out real quick that we're, we're, we're opposite. the opposites. Yeah, because my mid-20s is when, yeah, I really started a lot more. Yeah, and we'll get into that. So since, oh, that, we this are is, opposite. This is funny. I've never really thought about this. Yeah, high school, oh. I mean, I obviously dated, I mean, I dated one person, but it was like long yeah. term. And then in college, I got to know a couple people and uh-huh. then dated another long term. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll come we'll come back yeah. to that in just a second because that's it's funny how different we are uh-huh. on that one. So you you would have guys that would you could tell were interested or yeah or I would be like oh well maybe he would be someone worth getting to know and then I'd be like well no no he's not really what I it's not really what I have pictured so I'll just friend zone even preemptively he maybe he you know just shut it down to where even if he ever were interested like nothing's gonna happen. Curious your response on this. Okay. Because I, it's a loaded question. Okay. Um, do you regret doing that? Huh. Okay. Let me, okay, let, me, I, let, me, I, let, me let me throw this out. Obviously, we both recognize that God is sovereign yes, yes, yes. in the situation. Say, I'm, I'm removing that in my thinking. Of, not removing that. You know what I mean. Like, I, I'm saying you're, we're you're not taking the super spiritual saying route. yes to that, yes. but on a personal level. Yes. Knowing that, yes, do you regret it? I do. Okay. Um, I think then I didn't have the experience then maybe going into my mid twenties that I perceived or not, but that I felt like I should by that point. Um, which coupled with, as we all know, my um, people pleasing and fear of man issues. Mm-hmm. I then felt like it was this big deal, which was a burden that weighed on me that took until took through most of the rest of my twenties to then realize, okay, just it's not that big of a deal. And then now in my thirties, it's something that I've, I mean, I still have, I'm still very much a people pleaser, but that specific thing is not there that I think I, I think there was a lot of stress through the rest of my twenties that if I hadn't been as uptight about some of those things probably would have worked itself out sooner. See, this is where uh, it's going to get even more interesting as we go along. Yeah. Because you went through what I'm going through. Mm. So I'm going to say things and you're going to be like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, need to have this, <laughs> you need to figure this out a little bit quicker. Yep. Here. Um, but there's something that you started doing in your 30s that mm-hmm. we'll touch on later. Okay. Uh, that would be wonderful advice to listeners. But we're still in the early twenties yes, right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. So you say that there's some regret there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you What would you tell? 
younger, younger Bethany just in her early 20s. List. Oh, well, what, to going to like what you were talking about, prioritizing your walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I would say get rid of that list and get in scripture more because that should be informing what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Not what you have in your head, whether it's movies, whether it's books you've read, whether it's so-and-so's boyfriend and how cute are they and I want to like that. Like whatever the thing is, get rid like get rid of those things. Even if you're like, oh, well, it's not that important. Oh, I'm not like, get rid of it and get in the word. Because one, your walk with the Lord will take on a much higher priority then to where, you know, the the things of, you know, the song, things of earth will grow strangely dim. Mm, I love that song. Um, and when you're faced with the beauty of Christ, when you're faced with, you know, the gospel, that is what will happen. And a side benefit of that is when you're faced with the beauty of Christ, you see what a solid Christian man should look like. I'm not, I don't mean Jesus. Like, well, yes, Jesus himself, but like you're seeing what someone else who is walking out the gospel in their day-to-day life looks like. And that's, what's most important. Not, is he a quarterback on the football team or whatever else? (laughs) Like a Taylor Swift song. I there? don't know. That's just the first thing that came to mind. I so I think that is what I would tell that that's the period of life that that would have been more helpful to me. Side note, I'm just going to apologize right now. If you randomly hear the microphone move and me <laughs> coughing in the background, I am trying my best not He's to cough, struggling. but it's a fight. I, I have had a cough drop in the side of my lip. Like it was a dip for like the last <laughs> week. Like a hole burned in your lip. Oh, hundred percent. It's already soft like over a, there. Oh, poor it's thing. It's brutal, but Aww. soft drops are the only thing keeping me going. Uh, that That's really interesting. I didn't have that. Uh-huh. Again, I was the opposite. Yeah. I didn't have that massive list that I was saying, she's got to be this, 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 and this. Yeah. Actually, I think my problem was you didn't very far the opposite uh-huh. of I didn't really have anything. Yeah. It was, she's cute. She's fun to be around. We'll Everyone kind of likes her, so yeah. Yeah. Which I was also very insecure in college, mm. uh, which traced back to high school because in high school I was uh, a round fellow. I look like a little blueberry. <laughs> round fellow. I was. <laughs> I look like a little blueberry. People loved it, and I didn't hit uh, my major growth spurt uh-huh. until freshman year of college. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I was like five. Nine, five, ten, going oh, into my okay. senior year, and then I hit. I think I hit five, ten, senior year, sophomore year of college. I was six one. Okay. So I finally capped yeah. off, but there's just a lot of insecurities, and I thought originally the girl that I dated had friend zoned me, mm. and I thought this is gonna be the greatest victory in the world if I can get out of the friend zone, and I did. <laughs> so I was around Weasley. But it was just a victory for me at that point. But I didn't have a list. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you why. I think it's a, a more female trait. Yeah, but I wish I would have had it. Mm, and okay. and this is not me sitting here trashing her. Yeah. Genuinely a great person. Sure. But looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, that would have never worked. Probably. No remorse. Here's why I know, though. Because mm-hmm. th- this would be the advice I'd give to college me. Yeah. Listen to wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, Proverbs is wonderful because it's a father writing to a son saying, if yeah. there's anything you can get in life, get wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I had it and I rejected it. So one of my absolute closest friends in life who I actually need to text back in a few minutes when we're done, <laughs> uh, he sat me down Yeah. when I started off in this long-term college relationship 
Well, actually, he sat me down before this and said, I think you have a problem with being single. You're just not good at it and you need to figure it out. And I was like, forget that. I'm not doing that because uh, other people aren't single and I don't want to be single because I'm a loser. Again, insecurities. So when I started dating this girl, he mm-hmm. sits me down and goes, you have no business being in this relationship. Give me a, give me a good mm-hmm. reason. And I gave him my reasons. He's like, that's not a good reason. That's not honoring God in the way. He's, it's not like you're sinning against God. Right. But you're just not but honoring motiv- Your heart, yeah. And I ignored him. Mm. And then two and a half, three years later, I had to sit down with the guy <sighs> and apologize and say, I didn't listen to you. Mm-hmm. You were giving me sound wisdom and counsel from the word of God, and I rejected it. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll ask myself the question I just asked you. Do yeah. I regret it? No. Mm. Because it turned out to be the most pivotal moment in my life. And this is where... I see the sovereignty of God on full display. Mm -hmm. What I necessarily did not pursue for the right reasons. He used for good. The Lord said, all right, I'm going to allow you to go through this so that you can see and understand. You don't need a relationship. You need me. Mm -hmm. So, and what's funny is that was the last actual official relationship that I was in. This is where the shift happens. Wow, yeah. So I haven't been in an official relationship in seven years. Wow. Yeah. Now okay. I've I've talked to some people and we've gone on dates and yeah. it looked like it was progressing that way and then just shut down. Mm-hmm. But the lessons that I learned throughout the course of all of that college and young adult stuff, where I wasn't seeking and listening to wisdom, mm-hmm. taught me what it meant to pursue wisdom. So now this guy that I rejected completely is my best friend. <laughs> yeah. And I call him constantly. And I'll tell him, all right, this is the situation I'm in. I need wisdom. And I know if it's coming from him, I can trust it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even take it with a grain of salt. I take it for what Whatever, it is. Whatever, yeah. So my my letter to college me, yeah. listen to wisdom. Hmm. Seek wisdom. That's so good. And that would be my encouragement to anybody that's listening that's that age right now. Yep. If you have community in your life and you would say that is godly wisdom, pursue it. Yeah. Run towards it. Can I just add one little thing to that too and i don't you can tell me if guys do this as much as girls do we have that in our lives and we listen to those people about most everything but then for whatever reason a lot of times it's because we've made up our minds we like this guy we've made up our minds oh this is good they're whatever and they give us advice about that thing and we say well they don't understand or they don't know or whatever but you listen to their advice and like you said not just take it with a grain of salt but Whatever they say, you're following it about most all other categories in life. So I would encourage you, if you're sitting there and you're thinking through these people in your life, that who is pouring wisdom into you, if you trust and they are giving you godly counsel in every other category of your life, but maybe they're telling you something you don't want to hear in your dating area of life, I can almost guarantee you the problem is not that they just suddenly don't know what they're talking about. So don't put a caveat on listening to wisdom over this dating and relationships sphere. And I'm saying, I can say that with confidence because I have done it. I know people who have done it. It is not, it, it's a prevalent thing. Yeah, I think uh, on the guy's side, it's more of a male pride issue. Mm. I'll prove you wrong. So if you tell me I can't do something or you tell me it's not going to work, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. Uh, and my other advice to young guys listening, check your pride at the door. Yeah. Pride has no business in a relationship. If you see it, Get out of the relationship and kill it instantly. Because yeah. that was my other problem. 
So I wasn't listening to wisdom and I wasn't checking my pride at the door. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> if anything, it made it worse. Yeah. Because I was like, look, I got out of the friend zone. and <laughs> No one can tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm in this relationship that everyone on campus knows about. This uh, is all good stuff. You look were a big man me. on campus. I mean, not really. But in but your mind, you in were. In my mind, I was. Exactly, yeah. It's just the pride was mm-hmm. oozing out of me. And so I would tell every young guy that's listening, if you can see a ton of pride in your heart or people around you that know you the best are calling you out for pride and you're in a relationship... Mm-hmm. You need to get out for the sake of the other person. Yeah. Check your pride at the door. That's good. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm what's funny is I tell my high school me it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. And then college young 20s me. You are not okay. You are not okay. <laughs> you need to check yourself. Yeah. I'll be hard on that younger me. <laughs> so let's move forward. Okay. Uh, to the season where I'm at. Okay. Where I was. And where you were. Yes. Because... I, it was an interesting transition. Uh-huh. So younger me dated a lot. Yep. But didn't have any reasons for doing it. <laughs> yeah. Now older me doesn't really date at all. It has the best of reasons. It has the best of reasons uh-huh. for doing it. So I'll jump to you for a second. Yeah. Because that's kind of been the theme going uh-huh. back and forth. And I'm interested on your side of this. Yeah. What would you say to mid to late 20s? Me that was your age? Yeah. Around I, dating. I think I, cause that's when I, like, yeah, that's when talking about that shift between the two of us, I, that's when I, dating really picked up for me. Um, and was there any particular reason why it just, you hit mid twenties and boom, there we go. out of college. I was working. I was, I moved out. I was on my own. Um, and it, there was this shift, I think culturally a little bit where online dating, the taboo of it was starting to mm. lift. And so I was like, huh, I'll give this a try, which boosts your confidence in quote unquote real life too. When, you know, you are kind of out there, you're getting a feel for it, you know what's going on. Um, and so I think that was a big, a big part of the shift for me. And I think it was just the confidence that comes with maturing, you know, you're not a kid anymore. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't know. Um, but I think the thing I would tell, cause that was 10 years ago for me. And so here I am now 36 and still single now there have been relationships there have been you know i almost i was almost engaged once like there have been several samesies several relationships along the way but i think the thing i would tell me 10 years ago was (laughs) this whole process is going to take a whole lot longer than you think it's going to right now just be patient no oh okay (laughs) i I, well yes that's not what i was thinking necessarily i would tell me don't miss out on life don't put things off because you think getting married is right around the corner or you think this next guy is going to be the one or you think whatever it's going to take longer that is okay live your life see and that's that's what i was hinting at earlier that you figured out yeah that i found so fascinating Mm -hmm. uh because most people don't do that in their 20s. They don't yeah. live their life. And so 20s are rough because you're you're trying to make it yep. and you're trying to fit all of these societal pressures and taboos and mm-hmm. stereotypes and all of this. Yeah. And, and that's so what, you punt on everything. You do. And that's and that's why I would tell me that because but that and that's the cuz y'all have heard me say on here I don't know how many times. My 30s have been awesome. I have loved every minute of my 30s. And that one thing is what I would attribute to it. So, because I said, forget it. I'm going to have, I don't, you, you know what I mean? I didn't just throw caution to the wind, but I said, you know what? 
I'm not waiting around. I'm going to go on the trip. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to have the fun and whatever. And I've loved it. I'm interested, though, on the... Because we're not in your 30s yet. No, no, we're not. Uh, you know, you, you say my advice to the mid-20s, late-20s uh-huh. me is live your life. Well, what did that look like? You weren't living your life, apparently. Yeah. Or at least the way that you could have been. Yeah. What do you I, mean by that? Well, one thing for me, and this, I guess, probably would have moved a little bit back from mid-20s, if we're getting technical, is growing... When I was younger, I always had this idea... And this is probably a totally different direction than we were meeting. But I always said, you know what? I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to go to law school. And I had several people tell younger me that... You would have been a good lawyer. You're good at arguing. <laughs> that's... I think I would have... Yeah. That's... I had people tell me that. But several people told me... And I don't know that they necessarily meant much by it now. But, well, basically that a good Christian girl... There was no need for that. You'd get all this debt and you spend all this time in school and then you're just gonna get married and have kids, so why even bother? Like that's not a responsible thing to do. And that stuck with me. Mm. And so I mean, going back, do I regret no, I don't regret anything. But there's a part of me now, thirty six years old and that has regrets single that is like, I really wish I had said, you know what? No. I wanna be a lawyer. I'm gonna go to law school. I'm gonna do that. No rag rats. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo on my arm. Right. Um, so like things like that where I'm like, you mm. know, I let that because, oh, well, marriage is just around the corner or you're just going to get married and have kids. I let that hold back something, you know, that kind of thing. So that's the my one main example. I find it interesting because basically what you're saying is you put life on hold for your ideal life. Yep. Which, yeah, when you look back on it, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Because you're you're allowing yourself to perpetuate this. Well, I'm not going to enjoy life. I'm not going to live life. Now, I'm not sitting here saying live life to the fullest and the yeah secular party sense. it up. No, but there is a, a sense in which enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. It's the life that God has given you, and and in some instances, what you're doing in the well, I'm just going to wait for the future mm-hmm. is looking at God and saying, this season that you put me in right now, not it's not working for me and it's not good enough. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait for when you make it better. Yep. Because you owe me that. No, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that really is interesting. And one thing that I've started to notice over yeah. the last few years. So I'll transition to me for a second uh, as I continue to fight off trying to call. <laughs> done a great job it's been a battle and i tried to cough quietly too i don't know if it's worked but we'll we'll see when this comes out out. uh post that breakup when Uh i thought things were progressing towards marriage and i mean look we had a pinterest board on wedding stuff and we weren't even engaged yet yeah but the lord shut that down Mm -hmm. i think the the negative ripple effect for me was that in some ways, I was fearful of getting in another relationship because yeah. of how messed up uh, or how much I had messed up mm-hmm. in that relationship. So I was like, all right, well, you can't hurt anybody else. You can't hurt yourself anymore. So you just need to wall up and shut mm. down. Um, but the same breath, it was just a pure determination that I'm just going to fix everything yeah. and make it better. So I'm going to work my way up to being a pastor one mm-hmm. day and... I have to achieve all of these things and then we'll see it if so you can earn the good. We'll see if things. the Lord is finally pleased enough with yeah. me. It's a works based 
Oh, it was 100% yeah. works-based. Uh-huh. And, and some of it, I'm not looking back and saying my entire, this whole season has been works-based. That's not what I'm saying. No, but. But there was a, a lot theme, of maybe. that kind of trickling mm-hmm. into it where if I could just clean my life up and make it better, <laughs> yeah. then God would bless it. Which is so contrary to what the Word of God says. Uh-huh. But because of that, it's not been enjoying life. It's been, again, putting undue pressure on myself. Yeah. Of you just got to make it. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these societal pressures. I mean, I told my sister the other day. My sister has uh, two kids. One's 11 and one's four. I was sitting here doing the math and going, uh, <laughs> I'm behind. Yeah. By a lot. Uh-huh. And my sister has been married for a while. <sighs> and she's got kids. And I don't got nothing. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. God, God didn't tell me you live your sister's life. Yep. Told me to live this one. This is the life that I've been given. So why am I making myself miserable? Mm-hmm. I don't really have the answer to that yet. <laughs> Working through it. And, and this is the other part of, I think we talked about this. Uh, was it a couch cast or a Patreon thing where we were talking about uh, just enjoying the get to know you process? Oh, I don't remember where that was. But yeah. Uh-huh. Where it was kind of revelatory for yep. me. Like, this is what this conversation is for yeah. me. Yeah. Because I'm learning it. Yeah. It's funny. You're you're talking about, this is what I would say to a younger me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, sitting yep. here going, this is what the younger me is trying to figure out. Right. Uh, because it is a learn-as-you-go situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to figure out, I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. So, several months ago, I had some friends that were in South Carolina uh-huh. that their kid was having a birthday party. And they invited me and said, oh, we didn't even think about it. We're so sorry. We'd love to have you yeah. here. It's a three-hour drive there in the afternoon. Three hours back because I'd be at church the next day. Yeah. So I'm driving six hours to be at a house for two or three hours. But you can. And I did it. Yeah. Because I could. Yep. Yeah, and it's stuff like that that I think held me back a little because I would have been in that situation that I thought, well, I'll probably be the only single one there. Everyone else, I'm going like, to go and there's going to be all these couples who know each other at this little party and it'll just be me. And I would, well, I would kind of back out of some stuff like that. That, that that looking back, I'm like, I, like don't do that. Yeah, because I look at it or looked at it and said, well, yeah. I'm just a burden. Mm. They're hanging out with me because they they feel like they, they feel need like to. they need to. Yeah. They'd rather be hanging out with doing double dates and <laughs> yeah. married people stuff. And now I look at it and go, okay, my best friend is married, mm-hmm. and his wife. I jokingly say she's my best friend because <laughs> um, he's basically my brother. <laughs> yeah, they're married. They have me over. For dinner, and yeah. we'll hang out and watch movies together. And I used to feel bad. I'm like, I'm third willing. No, I'm not. They, they just like they me. They want to hang out. Yeah. They're they're my friends, yeah. so they want to hang out. Yeah. And now I'm really close with another couple here. I mean, they had me with to a Braves game the other day because <laughs> they just wanted to hang out. Yeah. And they wanted to experience life with me. I'm not a plague, and I'm not a burden. I say the mm-hmm. same thing to any single person's in the same season of life. Go enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. when I drove all the way to South Carolina. Uh, one of my buddy's wife said, you're a nut. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't get home till 2 in the morning. And yeah. I would be at church the next morning at 8.30. I said, you are an absolute nut. And I went, I know. But I want to look back on my life and say that mm-hmm. I, I I got in the car. Yep. And I went. Well, and that's what, you know, you kind of, especially with like traveling, you have this idea that, oh, yeah, I'm going to get married. And we're going to, you know, you get married, you travel the world, and then you have kids. Like that's kind of the idea that is out there. But it's like, okay, well, if you don't get married, like, you just don't ever travel anywhere, like, that kind of thing. And so that's Lindsay and I, a couple of years ago, we were like, okay, we're both in our 30s and we're both single. 
who's to say we can't go on trips? Who's to say right. we can't go do stuff? And so we kind of like now have like a, for the past couple couple few years, we've done like a spring trip or an, a fall trip. And we've gone to Texas. We went to Utah and like Idaho last year. We're about to leave in a few weeks to go to Europe. And like, we're doing the things. See, and that's the thing that I, I, I'm starting to figure out a mm-hmm. little bit more. And I think part of it is because you've been challenging me on that of just enjoy yeah. this season of life. Because, I mean, I think about, I've got um, several friends that live in Western Kentucky. Yeah. So, uh, I met all of them, most of them through a youth event that I did years ago. Uh, I was just one of the small group leaders at this mm. youth event, got to know some of the guys there, and got to know some of the girls there. And then we just kind of kept a friendship, and then new friends were introduced. And shout out to Brad again. <laughs> uh, where now, I mean, I've got a bunch of married friends in Western Kentucky mm-hmm. who are arguing over whose house I'm going to be staying at when I go there. <laughs> You know, it's funny, but at the same breath, you know how much that means to me? Yeah. To know that people love me and they want me up there Mm -hmm. whenever they can get me up there. And they're going to argue over whose house I stay at. Yeah. It's a big deal to Mm me. Yeah. It's not that I'm just somebody that they're trying to make room for. It's. Right. They they want me there. And so that's, I would look back. I say look back. I look at myself right now (laughs) and say, just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Go on that random weekend road trip. Go hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Go fly out to wherever your best friend is yeah. at because he travels a lot. <laughs> Just yeah. do it and enjoy this season mm-hmm. of life because you never know what the Lord's going to do. In yep. the same breath, like I'm single and I can go do that. Yep. I don't have to worry about, well, my, my family is at home. I I need to check with them and yeah, I probably don't can't go. Don't need to spend the money on this or don't need to, but yeah. Forget it. I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to when I have to check with my family and sure. say, oh, well, we should probably stay home. Or, all right, load the kids up in the car. Here we're we all go. Mowing. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to that, but I'm not there yet. Right. So why why would I punt on all of the joy that's in this life because I'm waiting on everything that society says I have to have? Exactly. So that's my advice to me. That's your advice to younger you yep. is just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the season of life and, and allow the Lord to do whatever he wants. Yeah. So let's see here. Let, let's look back for a second because I'm. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yep. Uh, figure this crap out <laughs> and now enjoy it. It's an yeah. interesting like, it's like a woo, roller, roller coaster <laughs> ride for me here. Yeah. Because then I transition into not dating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, again, the odd and in talking sure. almost relationship, but never anything substantial. Yeah. Because at this point, I'm like, all right, well, I know what I want. Yeah. And I'm not going to negotiate on the big things here. So let's just see what the Lord does and it'll mm-hmm. all work out in the end. You transition into dating. Now we talked about the, the 20 something yeah. and learning to enjoy it. Now let's just, I'm going to look forward to future okay. me and learn through yeah. you. You're in your thirties uh-huh. and, and this is the thing that I admire so much. You just learn to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. It's not really advice to you because you're currently in this uh-huh. season, but you know what would you say advice to the listeners that are in yeah. the same season of life that maybe aren't in the same spot you're in? Hmm. I think one thing that has kind of categorized my 30s a little bit when it comes to like singleness and dating is like when you're you're in your 20s and everyone's dating and everyone's it's really like these days it used to be younger but these days is when you kind of get into your 30s that everyone's settling down, everyone's getting married, everyone's having kids. Yeah. So when everyone's dating, it's like, oh, well, I'm dating someone and I'm not like, you're all kind of in the same phase of life a lot of times, but you kind of move into now it's like, okay, I'm single and everyone else is married more has been for me in my thirties. Um, and I would catch myself in this comparison thing of like, 
well, she's married. What am I doing wrong? Or they're whatever. And, but then I stop and go, it seems like everyone has what you want. <laughs> and this is going to take, this may take a dark turn a little bit in the sense of I'm old enough now that I have seen the people who had what I thought I wanted mm-hmm. and who maybe looked past red flags or pushed aside things they shouldn't have to get what they wanted to get what they wanted. And I've seen them fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell someone now who's in that place of see everyone has what you want. They might not really. And do you trust the Lord enough with where he has you that what he has for you is best. Don't push it aside for making the sacrifice now to have the thing you think you want. And then the future's not going to, it won't be what you wanted. Mm-hmm. I have a, a friend of mine here at the church that, yeah. I mean, I just admire the way that he looks at life and mm-hmm. it's not overcomplicated. He simplifies it and it just honors God. And I appreciate that yeah. because I think sometimes uh, having the degree in theology, I can overcomplicate things. Yeah. I, mean, I saw a shirt the other day at the store. I said, hold on, let me overthink this. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, but he always says like the best antidote to any issue that he has is just being thankful to God for mm. what he has. And I think that's kind of what you're hinting on is you can become frustrated or disgruntled, yeah. whatever you want to say, uh, as you approach the season of life where everyone has what you want. Mm-hmm. But they were willing to go through a lot of warnings and red flags to get it. And it caused a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I said to a, a group of guys uh, this past Friday night. Uh-huh. We have young adults ministry here. And yeah. every guy in the room, and I think there were six or seven of us, was married except for one. Oh, wow. And okay. it's me. Okay. Obviously. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm the only one that's not married in there. And they're all... You know, they're talking about, you know, just kind of care for my wife and shepherd my wife and uh, how wonderful it is. And I just stopped them and said, be thankful. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, be thankful for what God has given you and don't look forward to the future of what you think you should have. Uh Now, none of them were doing that. Yeah. Genuinely, all of them loved their wives. It was great to see and it was a blessing to me. But I wanted to remind them, be thankful because... Every single one of you in this room has something that I desperately want, but mm-hmm. God has not yet given me, and that's a marriage. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to be thankful for that because it's allowed me to do other things that you guys aren't necessarily able to do mm-hmm. anymore, and it's allowed me to pour myself more into ministering to other people, and that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I think it protects against looking and going, well, God owes me, uh-huh. and I deserve to have this. <laughs> I haven't had this. James says that every good gift comes from above. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing when, like you were mentioning, when you look at life and you say, well, they have what I want, then we get frustrated by it as we're saying, everything else you've given me uh-huh. is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're withholding the one thing that I really do want. We're like a toddler that really well, wants that new toy at Toys R Us. I was literally sitting here thinking of, my little nephew, who's almost three, and that's totally something he would yep. call is, you have three popsicles there, kid, but you want the purple one? And those are orange and red or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you got plenty, but you don't want, you want the one thing that you can't have and you're upset because it's not the one you wanted. And I'll recognize, we have, we have listeners that are married, mm-hmm. married with kids, single moms. Yeah. Not yet marrieds. 
people that say, well, I might be single for the rest of my life. Yeah. We have it across the spectrum. And I think your, your advice to everyone listening, and it works across the mm-hmm. board, just be thankful for the season the Lord has placed you in and yeah. stop looking to the things that you think you're owed. Yeah. Because all you're seeing in those is the good thing that you want. There's plenty of bad in that too. There's plenty of negatives to that. Just like all you're seeing of where you're at is all the negatives. There's plenty of good there too. So look for the good and be thankful for it. This life is a gift. And as I quote quite often from my favorite theologian, Master Ugwe from Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And if that's not the perfect ending to this episode, I, I hope don't we don't know get hit like is. trademark or copyright or something. <laughs> I, we probably won't. Not original audio. <laughs> you, you, not original to you me. You attributed the quote. Don't I'm worry. just making sure that we don't get busted for something. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and I'm not trying to like cut you off, but I think that is a good that wraps it up. I mean, that's a good bow to tie on to this. I of, think this has been a great conversation, mm-hmm. though, and I would encourage everybody to kind of go back and yeah whatever season of your life look back and write an encouragement to a younger you yeah and then write some sort of counsel to a current you based upon that yeah because i mean this wonderful exercise for me to go through mm-hmm. and i know it was beneficial for you oh as well. yeah to yeah because we get so caught up in the you're always looking forward and you're always moving 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 to stop and say like you mentioned have i really learned from yeah did i learn my lesson and that's something the, the longer you go, there you kind of do get to a point where you look back and you go, oh, it all makes sense now. And even if, even sometimes even that is just being able to say, the Lord was teaching me to trust him in that. That may be the sense that it makes. But that's still good. I think this was uh, maybe deeper than we anticipated. A little bit. <laughs> but good but it was it was a lot of fun and half the time that's what our podcast is anyway it goes a lot deeper than we anticipated and it just works yeah so we'll wrap it up there guys we will be back next week i promise we're about to record it right now i just hope dalton's voice holds up so check back with us then we will talk to you guys later until then i'm bethany and i'm dalton and this is looking for the middle